Hi there. Thanks for listening to the Learned Opportunity Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Eccles, and I'm here to guide you as you gain more opportunities in your personal and professional life. Now, there are multiple areas of opportunity, places in our life that we want to grow in order to have a more fulfilling and satisfying life. I believe we're meant to thrive instead of just get by and have a life that is abundant. Some of these areas of opportunity include career, finance, personal development, health, faith, community, hobbies, and fun. And today we're talking with David Trogden, who is my mentor. It's a kind of a weird official thing to, <laughs> to say that I have a mentor, but he's going to talk to us a little bit about some of the ways that he has found opportunities in his own personal and professional life and areas of opportunity that include career, home, family, faith, and personal development and meeting goals. David is an achiever. He is somebody who is already quasi-retired around the age of 40. So this is a great episode for those of you who have already achieved a lot of things and had opportunities in your own life. And now that you are getting into a new stage of life where you're slowing down, maybe retiring soon, transitioning to more time and a little bit more margin in your life. What kind of opportunities are out there for you? How do you continue to find more opportunities to have a life that you are thriving in? Thanks for listening. And if you haven't had the chance, please like, follow, subscribe to Learned Opportunity Podcast. We're really excited to have you along for the ride as we continue to find more opportunities for more people. Let's go to our interview with David Trogden. Hey there, this is Daniel. And I'm Gwendolyn. Welcome to Learned Opportunity Podcast. Today we have David Trogden, and this is my mentor. It feels really official. <laughs> To, <laughs> to say that this is my mentor we might have listened to one of our previous episodes with edge mentoring and this is a organization you can get a mentor for your whole person development and it's not just an indianapolis thing they have mentors mentees for all around the world and they're really uh, trying to grow in that way but we wanted to also have on here david who is my mentor on here so thanks david for coming in yeah happy to be here guys <laughs> we're just really excited and to tell listeners a little bit about yourself like what's important for them to know sure i grew up in kentucky and growing up in kentucky you only have three things you have <laughs> basketball you have bourbon and you have horses so i don't really like horses but the other two so from kentucky i came to indiana went to college at DePaul my undergrad and worked for private equity group for a while and then actually ended up starting my own business that, that sold uh, refurbished medical equipment. We did that in 2014 and were really uh, able to grow that business, um, blessed with a lot of success and sold the majority of the company at the end of 2018 and stayed on for another year. And I've been, I guess, uh, quasi-retired, um, taking a Gap year, two years, I, I don't know how you describe it. I turn 40 uh, next month, so still got a lot of gas in the tank. But when I left the business day to day about two years ago, we uh, bought an RV. I have two little girls, so married for nine years and 
the girls are six and four, and we drove across the countryside, and this was pre-COVID. Actually, we COVID cut us short a little bit, if you call four months in an RV living with a six-year-old and a four-year-old short. <laughs> Very brave. And then, and then we came back here, and I've been spending a lot of time thinking about purpose and from success to significance and all that kind of fun stuff that mostly 60-year-olds think of, but that's my new peer group right now. And so yeah, it's been a lot of fun and really got enjoyed getting involved in a lot of different areas here over these last couple of years and thinking through how I can make impact outside of um, just the business world even, which is where I've really spent the last 15 years. Yeah. 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 Going from 2018, selling parts of the business and everything was working up for the business, grow the business, working towards that and all the opportunities are going in that direction. And then now it's had to switch. How do how have you navigated that switch as far as views of it for where opportunity is in your life? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And I think first off, it, it for me, it especially initially, it was purposely not looking for opportunity because mm. I needed to take some time yeah. and my family needed me to take some time. And a good mentor of mine, he said, especially we're blessed that I don't have to go get a job right away or anything like that. His advice was you need to take a year off mm. and, and not only a year off, a year saying no to everything. And I can't say I exactly said no to everything, but I did say no to a lot. And frankly, still saying no to a lot. So that discernment of opportunity in and of itself is one that, you know, not everybody's blessed with time to do that, but Mm -hmm. you don't jump into something to just jump into something. And for me, especially as we, we got back, COVID hit. So I was stuck in the basement for a couple months thinking about this stuff. I spent a lot of time thinking about my own values. Mm. And I'd gone through that kind of process before, but I I didn't do it to this level and to this degree, not only my values, but also my guiding principles. And what does that look like? If you're following me around on a daily basis with a video camera, what am I doing? Like, what are the actions in and around those values? And, And then also, what are the goals and habits with this next stage of my life? And I, and I've spent frankly, way too much time thinking about all of those things um, and trying to take my energy because I still wake up at five in the morning, even though I don't have a job. Right? Wow. Um, That's how do you do that? We go to bed early too. And, but we I wake up early and I still got a lot of energy. It's just, where does that, where are we going to funnel that energy and what's the right areas? And, you know, I think how, tying that to, to opportunity, if you really know yourself, mm-hmm and you really know your value system and what you stand for, then as opportunities come across, you're not surprised. Because if you don't have that internal compass, it's difficult. And you don't know, you don't necessarily know automatically and what basis you're comparing different opportunities from. And I can't say that I've 100% with 100% clarity even now can articulate exactly what is perfect for me over the long term. But by God, I know stuff when I see it. And I know when certain things hit all my buttons. And it's more mentoring is a great example, right? I, giving back is core to what I want to do in this next stage. Relationships and people are important to me. Faith is an area that that's, you know, super important as well. So when I knew mentoring would be part of that, and when I, and I'd heard of Edge before, so just having a conversation about it, it's like, I'm the easiest yes ever, right? This is, this couldn't be more aligned mm-hmm. with 
those values and, and the background and knowing myself. So it's those opportunities aligning with that work mm. that you do on the front end. And you weren't surprised. You're not surprised when opportunities come if you know what you value, what you care about, because you're already looking for it. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. What, what's the saying? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Is that mm. right? Hmm. Yeah. You heard that one? I haven't heard that one. <laughs> and you think about that because we know what luck is, like, or at least what we would describe as luck, whether it's jokingly or not. I had this success, got really lucky, met my wife, got really lucky. We know to a degree what opportunity is, right? It's the stuff that creates the luck. But what's preparation? And to me, preparation in and around that is, is first knowing yourself, which we just talked about. Like it's knowing yourself, knowing your own value system, knowing the contribution that you want to make to the world. And then it's, and there's knowing that intuitively, there's knowing that intellectually, there's knowing that with the heart, there's knowing that from a faith and God perspective Mm -hmm. And there's knowing that analytically, and I'm dorky and analytical, right? So like, I'll put it in a freaking spreadsheet, right? Beautiful. And weigh that, weigh an opportunity against your value system. Or you do do that. You oh, showed us like your your bucket list, your goals, <laughs> oh, spreadsheet. Yeah. Everything is intense. If you can't it's put so it in cool. a spreadsheet, it doesn't exist. My my wife uh, would disagree with me wholeheartedly on that. But that that's where we balance each other. That that she naturally thinks first with the heart. I naturally think first with my head. That being said, even knowing that in and of itself, that I I can get into the weeds and I can analytically figure kind of anything out, Mm -hmm. I I feel like, but it's not right unless your heart and your mind coincide. And for me, what another one of my mentors, he, we met a couple times over the last year or two and just one of the things he challenged me with is like, I'm super proud and telling him all the things I'm doing and all the different areas of my life that I'm working on and my intentionality and habits and goals and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you're so American. (laughs) And why, why, why can't you just sit still? Mm -hmm. And and that's hard for me. It's still hard for me. And and that whole sitting still and listening, but it's important. And even though I'm always going to be a brain first person, at least acknowledging (laughs) your heart acknowledging the will of God in, in your life. I mean, it, it's got to be both ways. It's got to be both ways. Yeah, what a perfect opportunity and a perfect storm with COVID, with selling parts of the business to be forced to be still <laughs> and to yeah. have to realize your values. And I like that in the saying, what was it? That opportunity and preparation. Yep. We are defining opportunity as options plus values. So we all have plenty of options, but it's not an opportunity unless it matches Mm -hmm. the values that you have. Mm -hmm. So what are you finding right now? What options are out there that are starting to match your values? Yeah, great, great question. For me personally, I haven't gotten permission to go run another business. And in from fact, who? Where does permission come from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my wife, of course, because uh-huh. uh, she speaks. I mean, my six-year-old and four-year-old could probably tell me that too. But she speaks in proxy for all three of them, and always been really interested in and in kind of social entrepreneurship. And we ran a business at Probo Medical that balanced, I think, really well high growth profits with being an exceptional place to work and treating our people right with having meaning and purpose within the business. And and we did that through a number of ways, community, philanthropically, but 
Also, we sold medical equipment. So we donated medical equipment throughout Mm -hmm. the world, hundreds of of ultrasounds in particular. Gun to our head, we we were profit, people, purpose in Mm -hmm. that order. Mm -hmm. And for those that have not only found a balance within that, but actually flip-flop that, right? That a purpose-driven business that treats its people exceptionally well, that, you know, hopefully makes a profit at the end. And I actually believe those are not mutually exclusive. If I were to do it again, if I was 30 and had permission and I'd go do that right now. Is that what you would define as social? Yeah, I think social enterprises. I think it can be. Yeah. Social, faith-driven entrepreneurship. There's a lot of redemptive entrepreneur. There's a lot of different, you know, terminologies, I think. And I'd love to do it as an entrepreneur. I love entrepreneurship, but I also don't, I haven't figured out the medium button yet. So for me to, to do it, I need to be all in. And I'm not at right now that I'm ready to be all in in that way. So what's the next best thing is doing it vicariously through others. So I really enjoy being connected within that community and helping wherever I can, potentially as a mentor, as an investor. And I think this is a very long-winded response to your question, but, <laughs> but one of the areas that I'm really seeking out and Listening to opportunity is within, I, I call it impact investing is, is much too large of a term because it encompasses everything, but really more kind of purpose-driven investment, faith-driven investment, businesses that are making some level of impact doesn't have to be a business. It can be a for-profit, not-for-profit, but has a business model and a sustainability to it. And, and, and being part of that movement, I believe, and, and I do believe it's a movement that especially as millennials and either start to sell their businesses, technically I'm a millennial, I'm a very old one, but technically I'm a millennial. And as they start in, to inherit wealth, mm-hmm. I, I think that they're going to view the world of investing in that way. There's no, there's no, hey, I got to go make as much profit mm-hmm. as I can over here. And then to those that are philanthropic, and go give it all away over here. What I see is that middle space is why can't I make a financial return in a business that that has some level of impact, that's doing things out in the world that mm. is is making this a better place to live. And that can take on, that in and of itself is a very broad category, yeah. but th- there's a lot of opportunity within that. And maybe the financial returns a little bit less, maybe not, but the the, the kingdom return, the impact on those um, investments is more than worth it. So that's one. And I've been actually here around Indianapolis. I've been having a lot of conversations with those like-minded people and recently raised my my hand to put a group together to even more regularly and consistently get together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For social enterprises. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really with more of an investor Mm. lens. There's quite a few groups from more of the entrepreneur lens, but this is from an investor lens. Like how can we make impact and steward resources in a way that was just not strictly a financial return. Financial returns are part of it. What type of impact can these investments make? That's great. Yeah, that's much more holistic. Of course, financial returns are opportunity. There's opportunity in finance, but that's just one area of opportunity. That's just a a piece of the pie. Same with career and everything. Are you finding that you're getting more, oh, we had a whole discussion on this in our group. Are you finding more balance between all those different areas of opportunity? Yeah. Yes, I, I, I am. And I think looking back five years ago, if you would ask me what balance was or am I balanced, I'd probably give some smart Alec remark. Like, I don't believe in that, like a snapshot <laughs> balance, right? Like yeah. how I believe in kind of balance over time that, that, Hey, there's going to be different er- stages of your life. And, and maybe 
partially because I was in one of those stages, like new family, new business, working 70, 80 hours a week. Did I have balance at that stage? No, I didn't have balance at that stage by every mm-hmm. definition of what balance is. And, and, I, and I was okay with that. Now, fast forward to, to today and, and particularly the last year or two, and some of the areas that have always been important to part of my life like my faith, right? Obviously family, relationships, and travel and adventure. Those are really important to me, and they always have been. But those have been put to the side. And I don't say completely. I was never a bad father, never a bad husband. But I didn't have the same time, effort, and energy within those other areas of my life for a good chunk of time. And and I excused myself for that. But... Now, looking back, I think that was a mistake. And the other side of me, my number one strengths achiever, I wake up wired to do stuff and succeed and I've got goals out the wazoo. So that part of me like was getting fed exceptionally well on a daily basis. And, and I knew myself well enough. That's not going to go away. And But at the same time, in this next stage, all the, the feeding of that through business, it's not that's going to go away but it's definitely not going to have the same mm. level that it did when you know we were high growth, super expanding business. So now, what about those other areas of my life? So how could I take that inner achiever, goal orientation, intentionality in those other areas? And I went through a really thorough process of thinking of that. I'm still thinking about that, yeah. right? But what are the goals and habits and desires in those other areas yeah. of my life? And how do I spend time? In, and again, this is me. This is how I'm wired. But how do mm-hmm. I spend time to achieve, right, within those other... What does achievement even look like? What's success yeah. even look like? Yeah, how do you measure right? that for and, some and of these other areas of yeah, life, like yeah. family and, or... But so, I, I, there, you can measure it. And, and I'm a believer in that. Like I'm a believer in, in it, particularly your goals and your habits. And for me, I, I have the they're written and I track those and I, I have a meeting with myself every week on my calendar. And I think about those things and I know I feel great about where my values are. I know I, that's me. I know what's important to me. But I don't always walk the talk on a daily basis. So taking some time to sit down and assess, are you really living the life that you want to live? And are you really spending the time in those areas that you want to spend the time in? It's Mm -hmm. it's intentionality, but you can't have intentionality without without assessing it, right? Like you got to look at it on a regular basis, or at least that's the way I view myself and the way I'm wired and the way that, that really helps me in those areas. Yeah. It'd be super easy to just go by life without any time of assessment reflection, but then you just find yourself taking more and more options and not finding opportunities because they're not going to match because you don't know. Yeah, that's right. If you don't know, then it's not about how do you find opportunity? I I think there's, and I think that there are some good tactical ways to find opportunity. Happy to talk about that too, but what's an opportunity or what's the right opportunity if you don't, if you haven't done the work on the front, if you don't know who you are, if you haven't done enough self-reflection, if you don't know what you stand for, if you, that's the work that needs to be done. An opportunity that you might be presented with might not be an opportunity for you. Could be an opportunity for me though, based off of my own values or what I care about in that time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Never know unless you take time to reflect and assess. So, yeah. 
Definitely just resonating with even just your personality that you're mentioning of achiever. And I'm listening and putting myself in a lot of what you're saying. And I'm hearing like there's opportunity even in the medium. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually on or full or fully on or fully off. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so medium over it's here. It's so hard to have medium. So as you're saying that, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Or like to pour into, you're saying all career. I'm like, yeah, that's easy. But to pour into career and family and faith and community or whatever and fun and fun oh, I always yeah. forget that one but like whatever <laughs> those pillars are that we want in our life to have medium to be able to have something still left for each of those areas figuring that out but it, it feels so hard yeah <laughs> so to yeah. hear that you're doing the really hard work to pause and it sounds like we need to just set aside time and carve yeah. out time that's just great so. and, it, and the exercise we did in our edge mentoring group that you were referencing daniel kind of the wheel of life where okay. you assess those important areas what are mm-hmm. the important areas and and most people have very similar ones right there's career and advancement yeah. and financial and there's family and there's spiritual or faith mm-hmm. and relationships friendships so that it, it, we kind of have similar buckets they might be different a little bit for each person and i think it's right to look at that in any given snapshot and you know what however you rate yourself or on a scale of one to ten in each of those areas how you doing there's a lot of different ways you can do it and and i think that's important the part that we didn't do that frankly we should do is what's your target yeah (laughs) right and not only your target from a, of course, we all want to be tens. There might be a stage in life that you're okay when you're starting a mm-hmm. business and you have a fan. My friendships were gonna take a little bit of a back burner, and, and that's okay. Uh, or uh, just, like, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't have a six pack. <laughs> right, um, right. I know you might have thought that I did, right. but but that's like a ten in my mind, sort of a thing. But uh, like for the time and space that I'm at right now, uh, is that even a realistic ten? Yeah. Like yeah. I might actually probably be doing a lot better yeah. on health than what I originally put mm-hmm. on my scale on the the wheel of life exercise. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and I think it's but at the very least you should know what you're shooting for and as part of the assessment which you know I highly encourage uh, take some time and mm-hmm. hell you can even spend a week and just keep track of your time and you know what's your ideal amount of time in each of those buckets. There's so many hours in a day. So what's your ideal amount of time? And we're never going to be perfect. I don't think, I don't think that the pursuit of a perfectly balanced life is an end in and of itself. But I think that striving toward what you, what you want, and at least going through the process of deciding what you want, you you know, what you're, what you're moving toward so that you can be intentional in those areas. I, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think the expectation so often is oh, everyone around me, it looks like they're at a 10 in all these areas. And the other day we were chatting about how we only have three to five hours a day to be creative and to really be focused on something. For like energy amounts. For like, any area. Yeah. yeah. Like we only have enough energy as humans in a day. So three three to five hours or three to five minutes? Three to five hours. Okay. <laughs> so we've been talking about time Depends as on a the individual too. Right. <laughs> so time is definitely a limitation, but I think our energy levels and for everybody, mm-hmm. it's going to look different. But on average, they say it's three to five. And at least for me hearing that, I'm like, I don't have to feel as bad then if I don't have like at least 
seven out of my eight work hours for the day uh, are super productive and I'm feeling totally on. I usually feel discouraged if I don't have at least eight fully on work hours. And I'm like, oh, I got to be easier yeah. on myself. But if like, you spread that three to five hours of really efficient, purposeful time out, and if we were to perfectly balance that energy in our day, we probably wouldn't get as much done as if we figured out what we were super passionate about and what took priority for our own goals and our values in our life to spend those three to five hours on those things instead of balance. And that's what's going to give you the energy in and of itself, yeah. right? Yeah. Is, is, is doing the things that you purposely want to do. Mm -hmm. Keeps it rolling. Yeah. Keeps going. Yeah. And that comes from Carrie Newhoff's book, At Your Best. It's a book that I'm reading at the moment right now. So just a, a little note there for listeners. It's been a good book. So I'll let you know <laughs> if I like it later. So. <laughs> So, great. But I think that exercises like that for reflection, uh, assessment of yourself and how you're doing it are just really important. I've actually took that wheel of life exercise and I've been doing it with some clients and yeah. it's been really beneficial. And another thing that I added to it was that might be where you're at right now, but I have them put next to each category in life, health, family, things like, is it trending? Is it growing? Are yeah. you growing in that? That's right. Is it decreasing in that or is it stagnant? Yeah. And some areas, like, you might be lower, but it's growing right now. So you're putting the efforts in and you're already doing So just let the work happen. Some are stagnant and that's okay. Like, maybe you're happy and, and fine with where they're And some are decreasing and you might be like, okay, I can make that sacrifice for these other areas that are yeah, growing. I, I'm in a, a business peer group and at the start of every meeting, we rate ourselves personally, professionally, and then from a family perspective and just how you doing on a scale of one to 10. Mm. And there's one guy in my group, he's a 10 always across the board. Every now and then he'll, he'll have a nine. And if he has an eight, like we have to stop the meeting and like he's, he's probably a terrible. Week. Yeah. He's, he's probably <laughs> having a stroke as we speak the way he describes it. And his rosy sunshine view on life is he looks at it to your point earlier from a progress standpoint. So looking at it from a, in a rear view mirror of like, how, where mm -hmm. have I gone? Like, how am I coming along in that? So for me, faith is, is a great example. If I rated my faith right now in, in where I'm at today, I'd give it a six or a seven. If I look at a rear view mirror and the work that I've done and I've read the Bible in the last year, I've joined a Bible study, we've joined a life group and mm -hmm. we're going to, I love going to church every Sunday. So if I look at it from that perspective and just the growth, it's a 10, it's yeah. absolutely a 10, yeah. the, the path and the trajectory. So it's also how you view it. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, I'm not saying one way is wrong or, or right, but I think it is important to keep that perspective that if we're, if we're comparing ourselves to others, well, that's, well, that's a never win situation. If we're comparing ourselves to what we aspire to be, that's not bad, but you also have to take a step back and think about how you, where you've come, mm -hmm. like, and, and, and the progress you've made and not lose sight of that for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful. It's, we look at the product most of the time when really the joys in the process and the growth and you can be really gracious and grateful for that kind of growth yeah yeah we're gonna let you go here man that was uh, quick <laughs> oh you have another 30 minutes <laughs> listeners we, david has more 30 minutes to to say to you all right go ahead is there anything that we did not ask that you wish that we would have that something that you would love to talk about not really i i think the only thing i'd add and this is probably tying back to just the whole 
opportunity topic. I think first off, it, so if I'm giving advice, right, to 20-something or yeah. what, what, whatever demographic, frankly, it can apply to about any demographic, but, you know, what's the formula to, you know, achieve goals, get ahead, yada, yada, right? Whatever those, those goals are. For me, like, and like I said before, it starts with knowing yourself. And for me, I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur from the, the probably the age of 19 when, when I was at Nepal and I got exposed to entrepreneurship for the first, I didn't know an, an entrepreneur growing up, yeah. right? I was a poor kid from Kentucky. So I was just fascinated by it. And I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So when you have that level of clarity on who you are and value system and everything else, but also what you want to be when you grow up, you you can really start to break that down and really start to think about what the what the steps are to get there. And hey, if I want to run a business in 10 years, what, what do I need to be doing three years from now? What do I need to be doing a year from now? Break that down quarterly. And what are the things I can start doing today to start down that path? But you got to know where you're going first. So doing that work to know where you're going if you don't know, do assessments, talk to people, ask others what they think, but start to form hypotheses mm-hmm. in and around those different areas. And maybe it's you want to be a zookeeper. <laughs> All right, great. Go talk to zookeepers. Yeah. And that's the mm-hmm. step nobody takes. Test, like just test go, it out. Just go talk to them. Yeah. Like just go on LinkedIn and you've got common networks with zookeepers. I'm sure you do. Just <laughs> go and find it, right? And, and then reach out. And that's the other thing that nobody does reach out to those people. If, yeah. if you think you want to be an investment banker, talk to investment bankers and not, not only talk to them, say, Hey, can I just, I don't know, follow you around for a day? Shadow. Yeah. You're, you're going to learn so much through those conversations and then those, through those real experiences. And you might conclude, Oh man, this, this is horrible. You gotta work 14 hours a day. Are you kidding me? And monkeys really throw poop? What? Like, I don't want to be a zookeeper. I don't even like animals. What was I thinking? <laughs> What's going on? But that's equally as important because now yeah. you've eliminated that path. Yeah. So really doing that discernment on the front end, talking to the people that you think that you think you you could be, right? And by the way, in the process of having those conversations you're going to have opportunities. When I went back in college, I was, when I, like we had, we'd bring speakers to, to, to school, I'd meet with every one of them. And you know what? I got three internships through just meeting with entrepreneurs that I wanted them. So those opportunities come from those conversations too. So it's self-fulfilling if nothing else. That's great. Here's your opportunity to practice what you preach. If someone was interested <laughs> sure. in following you around, asking you some questions, yeah, uh, they want to be an entrepreneur themselves, how would they contact you and get connected? Yeah, just you, you can look me up on LinkedIn, just David Trogden, emails dtrogden at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd be happy to. Absolutely. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks for coming on here and, and also just spending your time investing in, in me and also hanging out with my wife here. Yeah. Good to meet you today. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Uh, listeners, uh, take those next steps. Uh, take the steps to figure out, assess your own life and see where your values are, what you care about deeply and what are the options that you might have right in front of you, the people that you can meet in front of you that might help you take that next step towards the opportunity that you really care about and that you want. So thanks for listening. This is Daniel. Join us next time as we try to gain more opportunity in your personal and professional life.